Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. I'm Spencer Israel. I got Joel. I got Dennis. And we got you. That's the best part. You, you're the best part of the show. Without you, we'd be, I don't know, talking amongst ourselves. Uh, welcome to, on this, the final day of the first quarter. We're going to do a, a bit of a look back, look at the uh, winners and losers of Q1. Uh, what worked, what didn't work. Uh, any hints that can potentially provide going forward here. As far as individual movers, we got to talk about uh, Apple not closing green for the first time in in, in how long. Uh, we got to talk about a couple earnings uh, this morning. Uh, Path, Walgreens, both reporting. Uh, Baidu moving. We'll talk about that. We will take questions from our chat. Of course, of course, we'll do that. Do some ticker time. Uh, Mark Chaikin and Peter Tuckman are today's guests. So, Let's roll the intro and smash the like. Here we go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Let us bring on Mr. Joel. Joel, good morning. Good morning, Spencer. On this uh, windy Thursday here in the Motor City, man. Did you hear that wind howling last night? Or I, I drove through the wind, Joel. It was it was a lot like this. Lot I know. That. Holy mackerel. Uh, but um, a windy, windy city, but a, a choppy market overnight. If this is any indication uh, for the last day of the quarter, uh there could be a lot of choppy trading, and I, I don't, I don't like that. We're up two handles, forty-five ninety-eight. We had a strong close, had follow through, uh, but then uh, we pulled back, and we're just hanging unchanged. So I think I'll just call today the battle for forty-six hundred. We closed forty-five ninety-six, but I like that nice round number. Uh, crude in the red by six seventeen. U.S. are releasing a ton of reserves, well, so maybe, we're, that's maybe, down, maybe. down. Maybe, maybe. Okay, well, the futures think so. Uh, gold down 340 at 1935.60. Silver in the red by six cents, 2504. And uh, Bitcoin up $125 at 47,365. And Ethereum, it's up uh, $14.5 at 34.22. And 
I turn on my screen or I look at my, my quotes uh, in the middle of the night and I'm like, uh, Dennis is not going to be in a good mood. De- Dennis did not get a lot of, a lot, lot of oh, trading action last slow. night. Slow. <laughs> Painfully slow. The last, this week and last week too, this VIX implosion is just killing my P&L. We like the VIX up when we're trading. Maybe not so much for the long-term portfolio, but man, I like the trading. Um, I don't know what to say. It's quieted down. We're ignoring a lot of the stuff coming. There's been no major difference in the Ukraine situation. So that's a little bit to lead to the VIX implosion, I think. Obviously, if we see some serious escalation, you'll probably see the market roll over. Or serious de-escalation, you'll probably see the market rally. But it's been quiet. And now, look, you even got a little bit of decoupling happening here this morning, Joe. We've had a perfectly inverse correlation when oil's getting hammered which it absolutely is this morning. The market is usually rallying. But today, the market is flat and oil is getting hammered. So pulling the wool over our eyes on this one, why the sell-off in oil? Do we have a headline there? We do have a headline. Reuters Reuters citing four, not one, not two, but not three, but four anonymous sources saying that the Biden administration is considering releasing up to $180 barrels of oil over the next few months from the strategic petroleum reserve if so it would be the largest uh spr release in since the reserves were created in the 70s and there you go oil getting hit hit here pretty pretty decent hit i mean we couldn't make a new high on the last move we snapped back yesterday big snap back um and now we're back down so we're just chopping around here in oil land. I mean, obviously Ukraine's going to be a driver here, but Joel, you can always do the technicals. What are you saying on the technicals and crude? Oh man, this this is such a wild child. I mean, uh, you got back half of that move what I was looking for, but it went by it by like a long ways. Half back from uh, that one thirty to ninety two was one eleven. Uh, you blew through that. Uh, I'll say for now. I mean, I got the fifty percent up there. Let's just call one hundred two. I'll still stick with one hundred two here, or not one hundred two. I'm sorry. I was looking at the fifteen minute chart. Uh, three daily highs in the same area. Let's call it one hundred eight, and that's a long ways away. Uh, the high uh, two days ago, oh seven eighty four. 0875 today and then 0780. Let's see if we had a close in that area. Yeah, close at 10782. That was yesterday's close. So it, I mean, you can get your face ripped off trading 108 is three star resistance, but uh, that's what I'm looking at now. Um, on the downside, 9844 is big. Uh, that was your low. What's today? Thursday, that was your low on Tuesday. So it's a wicked market, man. I mean, the way the it's, thing whips around. But that's what I'm looking at. It's what a wait to 98. Choppy market. That's going to continue. I don't see the chop going away. Multiple people reaching out. They've had some pretty good gainers, and they're talking about, should I take the profits? And I was like, I take the profits in this market when I got it. I'm not sitting around looking for the 100% gainers. You get 5 6 10% and something. Taking it, you're moving on. Because we're still going to be choppy, and it has been a pretty good run. Um, with that being said, I mean, there's some stocks that are starting to look a lot healthier. We talked about the, you know, the high, the high growth names, the high tech or high growth tech names here. Can't talk this early in the morning, but you know, the Kathy Wood names, Kathy's getting hit a little bit here this morning. 
Um, we got one bad one. We might as well go to it, Spencer. I know I'm getting away from the, um, but I don't see it on the. I don't actually see. Well, it I threw I, I threw it on the under the movers. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, oh yeah, there. the old movers. Well, kick. we're throwing it to the UI path right now because we started talking about it, and it is your right. disaster stock of the day. It is one of the favorites of Kathy, so don't be surprised if a lot of those AR ARK funds are trading in the red here this morning because a lot of them hold PATH down 18.5% here this morning. What do they do on earnings? Yeah, uh, just for reference on the ARC thing, uh, you, uh, UiPath is uh, the eighth largest weighting uh, across the ARC family of funds. It, it, it accounts for about uh, three and two thirds percent really? uh, of, of ARC assets. Oh. Uh, anyway, PATH, uh, the numbers from last night, EPS from last mm-hmm. quarter beat, sales beat, but the guidance is what we're looking at here. Guidance was pretty light. Let me give you some more numbers on that. Uh, revenue guidance uh, below estimates, $224 million versus a $246 million estimate. They guided also for a wider EPS lost. Um, what else did they say? The, the fiscal year guidance was also below estimates as well. So basically, their earnings were fine, but it was the forward-looking numbers. The guidance uh, that came in light, and that is why we are down. You're seeing how many, how many uh, um, price target um, lowerings today? One, two, three, four. At least a half. Huh. At least a half dozen. Uh, the good news is there is some support. The bad news is you kind of threw it because this is a new all-time <laughs> low. So I would say if, if it can get up and hold the twenty-three ninety-three old all-time low. Yes. Then you have the potential for a bounce. And we have traded through it pretty much for a lot of the session. Um, that's your level. I mean, when stocks are making new all-time lows, you got to go. I don't think it applies to the free market, though. So let's see what happens. Can they get this thing up to the 2393? Or can it hold that whole 23 and a half to 24 area? If it can, then you get the potential for a double bottom. But again, buying stocks on bad earnings reports, nearing or making new all-time lows has never been a recipe in my book for success. I've, I've noticed that I've been like drawing uh, you know, more trend lines as of late. And uh, this is when I'll think of buying this thing. Look at that. Coming off the 90, got the steepest trend line in the world. Now you're even farther away from it. So... That's when I'll think about when it, you know, that's one heck of a, I'm, I don't know, I know 24. Yeah, you mentioned a good level, but I'm going to keep that one up there and see it. That's so steep, man. That's like a, that's like a double black diamond hill right there that I would. Well, it's down. your chart too is just kind of weird. Um, I'm, Why? I'm, because you don't have that much data. So you're trying to show it a whole pile of data that isn't there. So, I mean, it's still. A whole pile of data is not there. I connected three highs. That's that chart out. Though, doesn't look it doesn't as look like steep, that yeah. at all. It doesn't look as steep if you make the chart. Take it's a 45 if you make the chart fill the screen. Yeah, yeah. So, which is still not a good trend. Trend, yeah, absolutely yeah. not your friend on this thing. New all-time low is not your friend on this thing. Lots of reasons to not be friendly with UiPath here today. Kathy probably buys some. We know how she rolls. She'll probably back up the truck and buy a little bit if she's got some dry power. Is that better, Dennis, on the weekly? Yeah. 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 It's a little nicer. It doesn't look so only So it only needs to get above 29. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say it just needs to hold that low. And it takes the low out in the regular session. And then when the stocks, I already said, stocks are making new all-time lows. Time to go. Time to go. well, since, since we're already on the earnings thing, we might as well go to Walgreens just for a hot second here. Stock is uh, is down 
uh, was up, now is down, uh, reported about an hour or so ago now. Earnings per share above estimates, sales above estimates, guidance reaffirmed for the year. No change. Part of me wonders if there was, and I, obviously it's, it's drugstores, but I mean, you know, we're all going to the drugstore to get our COVID shot for the last year, and it's going to be a little bit less of doing that. I mean, we go to the drugstores anyway, so does the extra visit for your COVID shot really make a difference? But I don't, I don't know. But CVS has been the better performer of these stocks for a long time. Um, you know, I pair trade these things up together, but I'll tell you, WBA has been the laggard of the group for man. I feel like forever. Like CVS has been breaking out back in October and making new highs. And then Walgreens just cannot seem to get it going. I mean, I don't know what, what the difference between these two stores is. Like going to a Walgreens or going to a CVS, they seem virtually identical to me, but for whatever reason, CVS gets the love and WBA always seems to get left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the pre we're just off the pre-market low. Uh, you're currently trading 46.40. So not a lot of great data here. Pre-market low 46.17. And, you know, you have a couple, you know, if you want to take a shot here, you have a low here uh, just above 46, 46.05. A couple other lows at this area. Uh, low of the move is 44. Let's call four. Oh, this is easy. Uh, you blow the 50%. So got to get went from what? 44 to 49, right? 5.2 and a half. Oh, 50% right there is at 46 and a half. So if it can hold 46 to 46 and a half, maybe it will bounce. But I can tell you what's wrong. There's two things wrong with uh, Walgreens Boots Alliance. What? First of uh, all, you don't buy Boots Alliance, change your symbol from WAG to WBA, and then get rid of Boots Alliance. Okay? Did they that lose was, Boots Alliance now? Uh, did it, they, Spencer? Yeah, that, I knew that. Well, I knew they should that. go back to WAG. Yeah. I, I used to always call it WAG the dog. Cause wag the yeah, and there's not a WAG. So. No WAG. I liked WAG. Yeah, that was so yeah. easy. The second thing is. Who has WAG now? Is it out there? Nobody. I nobody. Just it get up. your WAG back on WBA. Wake up. Yeah. Um, and, right. the, and the second thing is, just, you, do you go to Walgreens, Spencer? Do you have one by you? Do you go to the one at, uh, at no, 12 and um, uh, twelve and Northwestern or not? I'm a CVS guy. You're a CVS guy? Yeah. Their problem – now, I don't know if they do it on purpose or they just – is employee retention. It It is just – it's a revolving door at uh, the one that I go to. At 14 and middle belt. So I don't know if they just ro- rotate people out of stores and go to other stores, but it's, it's like close. It's tough on in retail, but know, it's just, it's a re- a lot but it's like move. even before COVID it's like, yeah, you know, you see the person, you know, you buy the pack of gum. You like to say hi. If he's wearing a Michigan thing, you talk about Michigan sports. It's just like, they just, I, I don't think they can keep, they keep employees, and if you it's don't have, it's hard in retail, though. I know. Okay. Even going back when I my Quiznos days, and yeah. those who just joined the show when I owned the Quiznos, and they told you off the hop that a good employee lasts anything over nine months because you're in retail, and these are starter jobs. Not that Walgreens is necessarily a starter job, but there's some of them in there. They're not super high paying jobs unless you're the pharmacist. So it, it is a tougher environment for employee retention just because they come and they find some better work. Uh, but, Ye- I mean, Ye- Jaeger in the chat says they haven't actually sold Boots Alliance yet. It's under review, which uh, is, could be true. 
but no, okay. So maybe but, they'll eventually go but back. But they intend away. to sell boots to Lions is the point. And um, yeah, it, it, it's it's a retail job, like Dennis. It's hard. It, it's hard to re- retain employees. Like I said, the pharmacists all get paid pretty good money. I think you work in the pharmacy a little bit more, but the regular cashier jobs are lower paying jobs and retention's hard. Okay. Dennis, real quick question here. Have you noticed uh, uh, the the Robin Hood guys? Are they out there yet? Have they been able to – did they actually start but, that extended hour it's, train? It's a little bit uh, misleading of a headline because Robin Hood already had some extended hours. They just extended their extended hours, yes. correct? Yes. So it's not like they weren't allowed to trade pre-market after hours. They just extended the hours that they, they were allowed three to bucks trade. On that. Yes. So, and the other thing to consider is you're not going to see those guys on the exchanges because – Citadel and obviously the other off exchange market right. makers intercept all the orders. Yep. So they don't interact with people like me because they're interacting directly with the off exchange market makers, which I've argued for a long time. Bring those orders into the market and then other professionals will fight for that flow. But that's a whole nother conversation. We know Dave Lauer, who you know we've known for a long time, has been fighting the good fight here for a long time to get more transparency, bring those orders into the public markets, and they'll probably get better pricing uh, in the in the way of, of tighter spreads. But I mean, you know, that's fallen on. What's your virtue stock? Time. What's the symbol on that? On which v- stock? VIRT. VIRT. Okay, I just it's been a good that. one. It's been a good one. It's at all time. Oh, they that, like the trading environment. Finally, that one never seems to really move. But finally, Remember I bought it back at twenty nine, and then it went to thirty four, and I felt like a Sold heartbeat. It. Yeah, because yeah. it went up twenty percent a month, and I'm like, this thing never moves. And then it consolidated forever, and now it's moving again. I'm not in it. <laughs> we wait for the pullback. But Virtue Financial is your high frequency trader that's benefiting from these relationships. It's Virtue and Citadel are the two guns. Citadel is obviously not publicly traded, but Virtue is. So if you want to participate, that is the stock. Um, you know, they, they do very well in high volatile environments. So I would not be surprised. I'm not surprised that's doing well with the VIX trading higher. And I'm also not surprised um, if they blow it away last quarter because volatility is good for them. Uh, all right. Let's bring on Mark Chaikin, uh and get his thoughts. We haven't really talked about like Q1 as a whole yet. I'm curious to get his thoughts on that. So. Let's bring him on right now. Mark Shaking. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today? Doing well. Do we have an echo here? Yeah, you do. Maybe in the background, Mark. Is there another mic open? Turn your radio down, Mark. Turn your radio dial down. I think it's gone. Is it gone? I I never heard an echo. So maybe I think it's gone. I did too, Mark. I'm with you. I think he's good. I think he's good. All right. I think he's good too. Mark. at a high level here, give us your, your summary take on, on the first quarter. I think it's going to be mixed. We saw the uh, first hint of that yesterday when some of the retailers reported like Chewy and RH Corp, the old restoration hardware, uh, tough quarters and really very negative reactions down between 12 and 14% in both of them. On the other hand, Lululemon had a bang up quarter. So I think it's going to be mixed with obviously energy looking really strong and in theory, the financials, but uh, that run may have taken place already. But I think the key to the market here is I don't think the Fed is what people are going to be watching here. And the war is the war. It's going to end when and however it ends. 
but clearly you saw in the last week or so that the market can overcome that those walls of worry. So it's going to be first quarter earnings that are really going to affect whether we get significantly through this 4,600 level up to new highs or whether we flop back into the 4,350, 4,400 range. But as far as just the, the performance of the market here, I mean, obviously energy is dominated. Commodities have dominated. Uh, banks have done okay. Utilities have done okay. Everything else kind of struggled throughout the quarter. What What is your take on, on just on, on, on the market through the first three months of the year? Again, I think it's a mixed bag because you've got the Kathy Woods uh, type stocks yeah. that are still vulnerable. Uh, they yeah. rallied on some short covering here in the last few days, particularly as, as you got above that 45, 50, 45, 95 resistance area. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if the market takes a stand, but I think it's going to be a stock pickers market or more particularly, it's going to be an industry group focused market. So energy, mining, very, very strong. Uh, I think that's where the action's going to be. And, and, um, you know, we're getting a dip here in the energy stocks that we like. I think yeah. chemicals are on the table and food stocks. So um, I, I think this is a, a point where you don't want to talk about the market, because if you were talking about the market, you were waiting for a crash, you know, below 4,000. And that didn't happen because you've had a rolling crash in so many industry groups. So I think it's a time to focus on macro trends and rather than try and be an economist, just let the industry groups tell you where the money's coming. Mark, um, I had someone uh, tweet at me uh, last week. He said, hey, next time you get Mark on, can you please ask him about uh, his last segment? He signaled that he was going to be watching uh, March 21st uh, as an important day. Ended up being a pretty quiet day. I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on, on that or if you or, or uh, if you could refresh as to why you were watching that day specifically. Well, historically, the, the equinox around the uh, time when spring arrives is a turning point for the market. And mm. instead of turning down, you just got a continuation move off the very, very yeah. oversold bottom. So, you know, it's, it's a date I always watch. Uh, because very often you get market turning points. In this case, the oversold conditions, VIX above 30 for seven days in a row, all the setups were there, and um, you've got this quarter-end buying coming in, which uh, in theory is over today uh, with the rebalancing and so forth. So I, I think from my point of view, I'm now by the dips. I don't think we're going to make a lower low in this particular cycle. Maybe we make a lower low in October uh, after rallying to new highs. But I'm definitely buying the dips in energy and trying to stay out of the market debate because I, I really do think it's a, a market of stocks, but more particularly a market of industry groups. Give us a couple names in the energy sector that you prefer. I like uh, Diamondback, F-A-N-G. I like Oventive, O-V-V. Um, a smaller name, Cosmos Energy, KOS. And my favorite stock is EQT. EQT, EQT yeah. You, you mentioned That's that. has going, man. Yeah. That one doesn't even pull back. No, it will. It, it is this morning. 
It's pulling uh, back a bit. It, it's a it's the largest. Here's an interesting thing. Uh, I recommended this in my monthly letter on uh, Thursday. EQT, if it were a, a country, would be the 12th largest natural gas producer in the wow. world. If it were a country. And most of those reserves are in Pennsylvania. The pipelines are in place. Uh, there's not a lot of environmental issues. So uh, they're going to be a big beneficiary of the deal we made with uh, Europe to ship LNG over there. And I think it's the purest play in the LNG market. And, uh, you know, for people who are waiting to green energy to bail us out vis-a-vis -vis climate, uh, think about this coal burning utility plants create twice as much pollution as LNG burning utility plants. So, uh, you know, once we overcome the green menace in this country, which, uh, you know, I, I lean to the liberal side. So this is not a political statement. We just have to balance, in my view, our desire to clean up the planet and our desire to not be dependent on rogue states like Russia and Saudi Arabia for energy. So that, to me, speaks to LNG as a big macro uh, tailwind for the next three to five years. We're on the line with Mark Chaikin of Chaikin Analytics. Joins the show every other Thursday, shares insights on the market. Uh, I want to ask you, and I guess it, this is fitted to the uh, energy play, utilities. I mean, if you're talking about higher interest rates, right? How long has there been an inverse correlation between utilities and interest rates? So are now you, uh, you know, I look at Duke, I look at XLU, these boring old utilities are just busting out. Um, and here you have higher inflation and higher interest rates. Are they, are you looking at these are just energy plays now or just a, a, a flight to safety quality? Tell us about the utilities. I'm not sure I know the answer to that one. I shake my head a little bit when I see okay. the utilities going up like this. But uh, I'd, I'd rather play the energy side of that equation. Uh, clearly, they've got some pricing power, you know, X, what the state regulatory commissions, you know, cap them. So they do have the ability to raise rates and they're doing it. I know they're doing it here in Connecticut. So, you know, electricity is something we all need and... You know, I don't know where the uh, tension is between the consumer and higher interest rates, inflation and so forth. But um, they're, they're interesting yield plays in a market where the, the bond market is so under pressure with rates going up that maybe it's the yield play combined with pricing power. Uh, Mark is looking ahead here um, outside of, um, you know, the energy universe, which is dominated the, the quarter like we said any other industries uh on your way i mean i guess you kind of mentioned uh food stocks staples a little bit there but uh, any other potential plays on your radar here yeah uh, uh mp which i think we've mentioned before yeah. the rare earth play it made a new all-time high yesterday wow clearly people are focusing on what china and russia could do to disrupt our technology uh, space because rare earths, are, as you know, are used in cell phones and uh, a lot of electronic equipment. And the ores are there. We just haven't had the capability of refining them. We've been shipping the ore to China to refine it. And so MP is, is trying that. I think people are willing to give them a wide berth uh, to see if this 
gets off the ground. It is speculative. But, yeah. you know, and outside of that, the chemicals and a lot of the chemical stocks like FMC and Corteva are really food plays. And so FMC has been a favorite of mine. Corteva, which was spun out of DuPont, is a seed. Uh, I think it's genetically um, engineered seeds. And they're all acting really well here. And so you got to buy the pullbacks. You can't chase these. Uh, and we'll get the pullbacks. Any hint of a cessation in hostilities uh, in the Ukraine, and they pull back a bit. But you can see from the charts that they're not quitting on a, on a daily chart. And so this, uh, we'll get that buying opportunity, whether it's through some progress in the peace negotiations or just through exhaustion. But these are the stocks I would be focusing on. Energy, mining, food slash chemicals. I actually like the chemical part of it. FMC, you know, is critical to a farmer's ability to fight off pests and uh, pestilence. So uh, I think that's a, that's a nice chunky group of stocks. Uh, what more for you, Mark, before we let you go? I mean, we're just like back into this Goldilocks market. I mean, uh, you know, we, a lot of the market was rallying while the war was going on. You know, we got uh, big news of uh, de-escalation, right? That was the impetus for the rally on Monday. We can clearly see that's not happening. Is this, is this just the way it's going to be? That, that we're just back to just ignoring bad news and just a relentless bull market? Well, I, you know, it's hard to call this a bull market until we, you know, break out above 48. Well, everyone was calling it a bear market a week and a half ago. Uh, well, right? fair I enough. Call oh, bull fair right. enough. Yeah. But uh, I think, again, goes back to dealer flows. So when you had the options expiration two weeks ago, a lot of uh, gamma came off. And mm -hmm. I always leave this to Dennis to explain. So the gamma, the, the dealer gamma, you know, shorting uh, when people were buying puts and droves, uh, dealers were selling them. So they were, in essence, short the market. And that created all those wild swings in addition to the news about the Fed and, and the, the war. But it really looked to me and to people smarter than me that it was the dealer flows. Over a trillion dollars or two trillion of gamma came off on the uh, expiration on the 18th. And since then, if you look at the market, it has been straight up. And so a lot of this, you know, incremental straight up market has to do with uh, dealer flows. Dennis, any thoughts on that? I mean, it's uh, we always talk about the moves after a major expiration and it like releases the market. So a lot of times what you see is, you know, when you got the options out there, you've got tighter markets because you have option positions. But once those go off the board then it can release. So then what happens is you get a little bit of demand, it can really push price. Can the opposite can work too. You get a little bit of supply, yeah. can really push price too. But we always talk about, you know, after a major option expiration, which we just have, that all of a sudden the stocks have a little bit less liquidity and they're kind of released to a certain extent. That's why often even on individual names, if you've got huge open interest in some certain stocks near the strikes, you see the big move on the Monday and they're like, well, why? You know, they're screwing me. Well, it's just the natural reaction because you don't have the dealers making those markets tighter because they don't have the offsetting option positions. It's it's all of a sudden all that liquidity is gone. So that's what I see more or less is usually you see the volatile or the movement pick up after a major option expiration. Yeah, I think we saw that in Tesla right after the option expiration. And that, that's probably the biggest option name in the in, in by the way, that's one of the reasons they want to split the stock to get more um, retail 
participation yeah. in the options market, not the you know, because you can buy fractional shares, but you can't buy fractional options. You, so. you know what though? I wonder how many people actually buy fractional shares. Maybe maybe people do. I don't know. I know it's available now, but still, it's getting we're, yeah. We're I mean, you can't buy one share of Tesla for a thousand bucks. They want to buy point one shares for a hundred bucks. I get it. I guess if you got like a five hundred dollar account, you want to diversify and you want Tesla and Amazon in there. Well, fractional shares, I guess, do make sense. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the kids who are trading at Robinhood don't think oh. the way we did about the market. You know, they don't think in terms of round lots. Yeah. But, but the option market forces you to be a round lot buyer. And it, it, so uh, an option on a Tesla that's trading at 900, you know, a call option is going to be a big commitment. There used to be rules for the professionals that, you know, I go back like 10 years ago, I couldn't, you know, I could get executed and end up with an odd lot and trade out of it, but I couldn't initiate a position with an odd lot. There was rules actually right. for that because it just, you know, obviously they didn't want everybody to trade in odd lots and it was always 100 shares. I mean, so, you know, you wanted to buy Amazon, you could buy 100 shares. It used to be rules like that, you know, around professionals. And I think most of that has been released now too, but. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to leave folks with my real overriding uh, sort of pattern for the year. There is going to be a major bottom in 20. 22. It's the midterm election year, 24 out of 27 times uh, since, I think, uh, 1914. You've made a major bottom and you've rallied 30 to 50 percent. So I'm lo I've been looking for that buying opportunity. We're out in print on that pattern. And did we see it uh, at the 4100 level? Maybe. Uh, certainly, we're going to give it a shot to 4,800 here in the short term, unless they just fall back right now and they're not falling back today yet. But you've got to break the pattern of, as we said earlier, thinking about the market as a monolith and look for that buying opportunity. It's, it's going to be the last good buying opportunity, you know, heading into the elections in 2024. So I think you've you, All right. If you want to make money, just find that buying opportunity, whether it's in individual stocks, groups, or quote unquote, the market. Mark Chaikin, market veteran, founder of Chaikin Analytics, creator of the Chaikin Power Gauge, Chaikin Money Flow, Chaikin Oscillator. Mark, have a good one. Talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. I think uh, is Easter coming up uh, in two weeks. Uh, well, Good, good Friday. Friday. Good Friday is is the fifteenth, uh, but we'll be here on the fourteenth. So. Yeah, the options expire on the fourteenth. Yes, that's a good point. Options expiration is the second Thursday of April this Correct. year. Because, oh, yes. Look at that. Because Friday, Good Friday. Because Good Friday is. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know that. I've yes, been like coming go. in Friday, ready to trade. Like, oh. I, I, I was going to remind oh. you all. I was going to remind you all that day, but I, I, I <laughs> jumped the gun. It's not very often you see an option expiration on a Thursday. That's the only one I've ever seen. Yeah. All well, right. All right, guys. Enjoy. All right. Uh, and Thanks, I think uh, apparently people in the chat will uh, use uh, fractional shares. I think it's awesome. I, everyone offers it for a reason, right? Sure. Most, right. Of, most of it do. makes perfect sense on a stock like Tesla. You think, oh, I it's want to start yeah. my account, Robinhood account, 500 bucks. I can't even buy a share of Tesla. It, it, so it makes now all of a sudden 0.1 shares is like, oh, now I can diversify. So it does make sense. Makes total sense. Um, Real yeah. fast. I, I did. Want... Which brokerages offer fractional shares? Uh, most of them do. Most of them do. Most now? of them do. I know. I mean, I, I'm on Fidelity. I know Fidelity does. 
uh, the new ones all do. Weeble, Robin Hood, yeah. Public. Yeah. Um, someone cool. in the chat said that TD didn't. I find that very hard to believe. Um, I, I, I'm sure... I'm sure most of them do by now. Uh, they're saying eToro does. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I, I think. I think at this point, almost all of them do. I be uh, not think or swim. All right, uh, that's interesting. Um, I just wanted to quickly just do a quick rundown of, of, of the quarter um, and, and what's worked and what hasn't. Um, and just in looking at you know the top performing uh, ETFs of, of the quarter, I have to scroll a while to find anything that's not energy related energy or, or, or coal, right? So what has worked is basically every single energy ETF and yeah. every single coal related ETF. And a lot of that stuff is like South America too. So you're seeing like the Latin America ETFs, the Brazil ETFs, right? Those have all worked because those all have a lot of energy and coal exposure. Yeah. Um, what has not worked? Uh, we talked about this with Mark, right? Growth tech has not worked. Um, biotech has not worked. Um, obviously, Russia, we, we know that hasn't worked. That's been, that's been, that's its own thing. Uh, home construction has not worked. ITB is your iShares home construction ETF, one of your biggest losers of the year, down 25%. Um, I mentioned biotech already, which has not worked. IBB, um, the ARC funds, which we know, um, uh, iBuy, this is interesting, the online retail ETF, I-B-U-Y, uh, is down 23% this year. That has not worked either. Um, a lot of these newer ones, the IPO ETF, not worked. Um, basically, anything that's growth-related hasn't worked. Um, until until the last two weeks. So the numbers you're seeing at the end of this quarter are going to look a hell of a lot better than they would have two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Like, people, you know... Probably, you know, their quarterly end of year reports. They're probably like, oh, I heard the market did really bad. They're going to get these quarterly reports. They're like, ah, this isn't that bad. Because a lot of these big names have come storming back in the last two weeks. I mean, the Apple, just going back to Apple again. I still look at that chart. And Joel, good call yesterday. Called the first down day. Did. The red candle. He, he was correct. I mean, we are at major super duper resistance. If I had Apple in a trading account, I had to be selling it, but again, it's my long-term investing account. I don't want to realize any more gains. Pretty wrong. Uh, you got a good level, though. If you're looking for more downside in Apple today, uh, let's call it 76.50 because that splits the lows from uh, the last two days. The next daily low comes in at 172. So, uh, you Apple traders, you're still a buck. A buck sixty, you know, buck sixty away from it, buck sixty-six. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out on a limb and call back-to-back down days in Apple, even though the, even though we just got a little bit of a tail off here. Uh, we had the personal income numbers come out, and we popped yeah. over there yeah. forty-six hundred. But now we're, I don't even know. I don't even want to say it. We're leaking because it's it's only five points. But that that little pop off the. Uh, off the off the personal income numbers was sold. We got we got uh, jobs data tomorrow. I mean, maybe just see some posi- uh, position squaring ahead of that. But uh, I don't think I don't think the jobs data is going to affect what the Fed's going to do too much. Yeah, personal uh, spending in the U.S. for February came in up 0.2 percent versus a 2.1 percent reading in January. So big month over month decline. I I don't know if that's normal or not. The January to February decline there, but that seems like a big, 
big change month over month in per in personal spending. It's a big drop. It's a big drop, but it, it could be normal. It could be a seasonal thing. I, I I don't know. I'm not super familiar with that with that data, but that's interesting. Um, and then and just in, in in just tying a bow on the uh, end of the quarter stuff, I didn't realize this until just now. Netflix is one of your worst performers in the S and P this year. It's actually your fourth worst performer. That earnings in the S and P five hundred. Yeah. yeah, it was that earnings report. I'm long it. I bought it at three seventy, along with Bill Ackman. Apparently, it ran up to four fifty eight, and I felt like a hero. And then I gave it all back, and I felt like a zero. So that's long term investing for you. <laughs> do you always do this? Well, you get up twenty percent in something in, a, in four days, and you're like, "Well, it's a long term investment." I talked myself out of selling when all my spiny senses said, "Ring the register, Dennis. Ring the register." And I was like, "No, no, it's a long term investment. I got to hold on to it." And you should make my... some rules. When that. they get up twenty percent in four days, you sell no matter what. <laughs> that should be a rule. <laughs> Take the money and run. Woo, woo, I, woo. The, 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 the way you slander long-term investing it really grinds my gears. It sucks, it's... to be honest with you. Like, I uh, hate looking at my portfolio go like this all the time. My trading look... account is fairly consistently higher. Slander. My long-term slander. investment portfolio goes... I guess if you don't look at it and it's trending up in these waves over the course of time, it works, but... As a short-term trader, you're like, holy man, I was just up. You know, think about like you're a long-term investor in Square. And you bought this thing at $75 and it went to, where did it go? Where did Square go up to? $289. And you're you're sitting up there and you're up huge. And then all of a sudden, boom, it comes all the way back down and you're not up at all. And now it's up a little bit. And you're like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better about it. But man, I wish I would have rang the register at 289 Well, that's long-term investing. Uh, Dennis, if this trading thing doesn't work out for you, Tracy says you should sing jingles for a living. Oh yeah, I'm an awesome singer. I would have been an American Idol if I was an Amer- if I was American. I wondered when you're going to bring that square <laughs> up again. I'm out of it, and I'm mad yeah, about that. I'm out yeah, of it now. I know you get that saying all three. the time. <laughs> you just have to win with him. So angry, can't win. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, I I just I. I like doing these like end of the quarter just looks and seeing what worked and what didn't. Um, Netflix jumped out to me. PayPal, which was down yesterday on some Apple news, is also a big loser for the quarter. One of your yeah. worst performers in the in the S and P index. Um, you know what? I mean, it was it was on a decline, but then when they said, "Where are they going to buy?" Snap was that it? No, and, it was Pinterest. Pin interest. That was a deuce. Pin interest. Yeah, where did that go? Where's pin interest? Yeah. Wow, look at look twenty-five. At, where's that mm. thing? Yeah, we haven't looked at that. Long to investing, eighty-nine <laughs> to twenty-five. Ooh, oh, what a rally though! Look at how strong. The, like, actually, oh, look at the consolidation. Like consolidation. Joel, both like, whoa, whoa. second, hold, <laughs> hold the fort here. We're gonna sit down. Twenty-five bucks. We got look some consolidation this. station going on here. Why? So okay. Beautiful cup and handle, but why has it not participated? I don't in the know. Run? That's the concern. What's going on? That's here? the cuppiest handle I've ever seen. Hey, look at this little channel, tradethechannel.com. Look at this. 20, you buy it 25, you sell it 2680. You buy it 25 and a quarter, you sell it 2680. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Let's keep an eye on this one, folks. When you're 25, we need what is going to get, what's going to get this thing going? Like I don't a, know, but. 
I kind of like the consolidation. The only problem is, again, that, you know, is there a catch-up trade here? I guess it depends on where we're heading. What are the other ones looking like? Twitter's rallied. Yeah, this pin interest has been left in the dust. So as long as it's above, you're taking a shot. I think you, you stick around to, like, I go 2471, the low from the 18th. Takes that out, then I'm out. So you can take a shot. You're risking a buck. It's actually not a bad risk-reward setup here. It worked in, what was the one the other day? Asana. Worked in the Asana one, not bad. Oh, did it? Did Asana move on? Yeah, yeah, I bought it too, actually, after I said it there on the show. Then I was like, ah, I better take my own advice and jumped in a little bit of Asana. I think I got around like 39 and a half or 40 bucks. And it nice. actually ran up like 45, and now it's back to 41. I guess I should have sold, but anyway, I'm still in it. Um, I, how has Twitter done since the end of November? Because that was when Dorsey stepped down. It got crushed. It got it. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. And now it uh, they popped it up to like fifty six, fifty seven that day. Actually, I still have it here because I did a pre market prep article about it. I don't know in, uh, initial overly positive reaction, yeah. and then it just went straight down since then. It's had a nice move. Built another base at thirty eight. Uh, we'll see, buyers are going to have to step up to 39 now to, to keep this rally going. But uh, getting back to 40. All right. Um, what else was on my list here to discuss? I had a few other things. Da, 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 da. We covered Path. Oh, uh, we didn't cover China at all. Uh, Baidu is 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 your is your uh, new in the news this morning. Uh, Baidu was added to this growing list, this never-ending list, it seems like. Of uh, Chinese stocks that trade on U.S. exchanges that regulators are looking at with um, uh, closer scrutiny. Uh, uh, scrutiny here, maybe a, a magnifying glass or two, um, saying, "Hey, these are the companies that maybe we could delist man, oh, one man. day." Uh, I, I don't want. It's been a nice rally in Baidu and JD and Baba, and I. Hey, what's your saying with the gift horse in the mouth, Joel? But don't look kinda, a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah, yeah it kind of feels like if you're sitting around, this has been the big move. I don't know. Maybe they're going to have another move again, but there's a lot of uncertainty in the whole chat. Look at situation. the Bobster. It's hanging up here. I mean, it's only a 110. Someone asked about this a little bit longer term, and I, I told them. Just keep an eye on the high close of the move, 117.24. Now, the last two sessions, it did sneak above there, 119.60 and 120.10, but still, still can't close above 117.24. So that's what I'm looking at for confirmation if the Bobster traded down a buck 56 today. Uh, yeah, and so it's taking all China with it here because all of the just Baba, et cetera, et cetera, are all down. Uh, this morning uh, on that headline. Speaking of China, uh, tomorrow being the first day of the month, we are going to get uh, some del- delivery numbers for EVs. Uh, Neo, Lee, uh, Tesla as well may even drop some numbers on us. So just have that on your radar. Uh, I'm sure we'll also probably get some retail sales for, for the month starting tomorrow. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, it's 846. Let's do some end of the quarter ticker time here. Sure. Tonight, uh, today, tonight, whatever, what I say today, uh, because it, as we said at the top of the show, it's relatively quiet out there. Uh, yeah. Wow. The S&P futures, Joel, are almost flat. Uh, this has been a- flat for like the entire after hour session yeah. and this pre-market session. Yeah. It's one of the quietest after hour sessions yeah. I've seen in a while. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, RJ is asking about Roku, which I have not. I, I kind of gave up looking at that one because every Me time too. I it, it was lower. Uh, oh. Well, okay. Well, it's not life. Know, well, yeah. In the last two weeks, everything's shown life. But um, Joel, wh- wh- what do you think of Roku here? 140, 140, 140. Okay. Got to get above there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 120 to 140, and it's holding in here. Uh, but, man, it just needs to move above 140. If not, I'd look at uh, move closer to 120. Really can't, I guess, two lows in the same area. Uh, but, man, it's hard. It's, until it gets above 140, you got to think this thing's going to drift lower. Uh, and then how's Generac doing? I, this is one that tends to fall off my radar. Uh, when it's not hurricane season. Yeah, it falls off everybody's radar when it's not hurricane season. This thing was just way overbought when it got to $500. It's coming into, it's still not in a value area. What's the P on this, Poppy? I bet you it's still like 35 or 40. I think it might be more than that. It might be more than that. It's it's not a cheap stock. It's never been a cheap stock. Forward forward PE. Oh, that's interesting. So the trailing PE is 37. The forward PE is only 26. But the price of sales is five. So it is... It, I I wouldn't call that cheap. It's still not cheap. Ah, uh, oh, man, I don't just, even. Yeah, it's kind of middle of nowhere. Yeah, you got the three lows at the three oh seven area, and then you got the, uh, and then you got the two. two wow, that that's just the range right now. So under three oh seven, this thing could get a little dicey on the downside, and. Man, it seems like you had your run. Everyone tried to sell 330. Oh, I can't get out of 330. I'm going to try to get out of 325. Oh, I can't get out of 325. I'm going to sell 320. And now it just uh, offers keep coming down. So uh, danger under 307 on that one. You guys want to see a blast from the past? I, there, I'll, I'll get back to the chat in a second here, but I noticed that Clovis is moving today. It's one of the big games. Oh, yeah. It was news on it. The, the month I joined Benzinga, Clovis was at $116. Oh, my gosh. It is at $2 right now. Wait. CLVS. Oh, CLVS. Wow. What's the all-time high? $116. 116. It was the month I joined this company, and now it's at 2 When stocks fall 99%, yeah, they usually don't come back. But, anyways, it's going to pop here today. Well, already well, off hold the on, though, because Clovis did fall from 116 to... 10 11 and then went back to 100 so i didn't go down to a dollar though no it didn't go down to a dollar dollar stocks are tough to come back and this is ones that at the end of the year you take your tax rate off and you move on Uh getting a pop i don't know 15 million shares what i guess i guess it's got news so you know how it responds that but it's already been leaking i don't know i guess it gets I don't even know. I get down to two, maybe, but this is tough, Joel. This I, I, I just wanted to bring it up because it's a blast in the past. We, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Kind of. It, it's yeah. not like I, I tell you, long-term investing and in stuff. Two-dollar stocks, dollar stocks. A lot of times, look back ten years later, and they're like worth nothing. Not saying it's going there, but it could. But biotech is tough. Biotech is really tough. Really, hard. you need like a dozen of them to get the one that's going to be the winner when you're playing these small little biotech stocks. That's it. Uh, mm. Hey, so uh, Ryan Oz mentioned AMD. I think they're going to get downgraded this morning uh, from Barclays. Yeah, they are. Is, is it Barclays? Is it? Uh, yes, it is Barclays. Only to neutral. Nothing too crazy. But I haven't actually pulled up a ratings calendar in like a month. Uh, but uh, AMD with the downgrade. And I guess we'll start there, and then I'll, I'll run through a couple others. Uh, you know what? This thing, I, I know it's had some nice rallies off the 100. 
But I, I look at the, the bottom right chart, and until this thing makes a new monthly high, I mean, it, it, I mean, it still had some work to go in February. It just seems like it's keep, sellers just keep coming down in this one. I, I, I'm leaning more towards, you know, the, the selling 125 was the resistance from yesterday. It just it doesn't seem like the rallies, you know, are like they were when they had that blast from 100 and 160 with the, uh, with the monthly highs coming down. I'm long it. It gets downgraded. It hasn't really. It went up for a couple of days with NVIDIA and starting to leak here again. Uh, not looking as good as it did. I mean, all the growth is not looking as good as it did. It has a nice little trend going, which is going to break here today, though. So it's not looking as healthy as it did. Um, speaking of downgrades, HPQ getting a downgrade today to, to underweight and Morgan from Morgan Stanley, HPQ. That's that's kind of the one downgrade that. Holy, wow, that's a big man. one, man. Wow. They're hitting it that hard on that? Not is that the only down. news? Uh, well, the news was a couple of days ago. They're they're not, yeah, but they're knocking it down 5% today because Morgan Stanley says sell. Man, people just can't make decisions for themselves. They take these analyst opinions and then they punish the stocks. There, there is a a, uh, a a lowering price target from Barclays, but they were already at sell or underweight, whatever. But um, if this gets down to 34 bucks, I might buy it. This has oh. been, you know, and it is cheap from a valuation perspective. I mean, what's this trading? 11 times earnings, 12 times earnings? Something like that. Yeah, it's cheap. it's low. It's cheap. I don't know. Thirty four. You're kind of in the middle of nowhere at thirty six. But That's... if and I, it's not getting there. It's going to take a few days. And I think this is an overshoot already, being down five percent on this. But lots of support at thirty four. They they smacked it yesterday. Uh, pretty good. Down they bought block. something. Yeah. Oh, they, they bought they something. Buy? That's why they're. I'll tell you. The set. This one for me. The setup is right here, right now. Uh, because uh, thirty six seventy two was your low on uh, March twenty first. So right here, you're thirty six eighty five. If the bulls, yeah. if they want to defend this stock, they're going to come in right now and they're going to defend it. If not, where do you go with this candle right here? Like, give me support in that candle right here, Dennis. Give me support. No, I'm going to 34 with my support. I know. You just go straight. I skipped all that stuff. That's why (laughs) I I think it's an overshoot, but I'm not buying the dip because it's in the middle of nowhere. So technicals work after the the news comes too, and the news is the downgrade. I think it's a lot of support 34. But it's it's you know it, I'd be shocked if it gets there anytime soon. I think you know there's going to be some shop to get there, but maybe eventually gives you a shot down there. All right, that is the only downgrade or upgrade that, for that matter. Of wow, we're talking analyst ratings. Oh my god, that must be a slow morning. I didn't even know analysts <laughs> did ratings anymore. Did they were there still analysts? I, I just said, I said, I brought up a calendar. Oh my lord, I, I haven't been to a rate the ratings uh, calendar. I don't even look at them anymore. I haven't been there in probably a month. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, because they don't know what the hell to do. No, I don't. That's exactly <laughs> it, Joel. With all the macro headlines, and I was like, well, I'm holding that note. I like this company. I'm going to hold it until I get a better environment to release it. And you're starting to see with the VIX coming in under 20 now, the analysts that have been sitting on these notes are starting to release them. So you're starting to see some opinions all of a sudden again. If the Ukraine headlines start pumping out again, the analysts will go quiet. The quiet period for analysts. Um, I do want to mention, by the way, that uh, we are going to have, I'm not sure how we swung this, but we're going to have the CEO of Highcroft Mining on Benzinga Live today. At eleven forty-five. Uh, so, if you want to see an interesting interview, you should tune into that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. You doing that one? Uh, yes, Joel. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting one. I'll tell you that. Uh, a few people are asking about Vale, V-A-L-E, uh, the Brazilian mining yeah. company. 
Not to be confused with Vale, which I always confuse. It's sitting there in Consolidation Station. The only thing is some of the commodities are weaker here, and you somewhat worry about, um, you know, if there's going to be. But this is already pricing in, too, because its markets are actually open right now. I don't, I don't mind the chart. I just don't like the weakness in the commodities today. Uh, you know, to see if you can, it's trying to get over the, the top, you know, three, four tops right here. So let's hold the close, hold uh, the 2003. You've had one, two, you know, you had to move up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days of consolidation, showing a little bit of life. Uh, that's uh, if you want a short term target, you have 2047 in 2096 but kind of doesn't feel like it's going to get there today uh, but we'll see kind of breaking out of the top of a small consolidation period uh also if you all missed it check out our the first part of our uh three-part series on our road trip down to the Hillion headquarters we uh we aired we premiered the first video yesterday it's currently on the top of our youtube channel the second video will premiere at 1.45 today, right after Benzinga Live. Um, we did a field trip. We never field go on trip. field trips. Yeah. Uh, Benzinga field trip down to uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, I, I didn't get to go, unfortunately, but uh, I got to live vicariously through the video. Very good stuff. Great job, Mitch and team on that. Hey, Mitch, can you – and I see you lurking in the background, Eric. Can uh, you hop on for one second? Oh, boy. Why not? No, no. Right there. What, like I, I saw you standing next to that truck, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It looks like a lot of other trucks I see on the road. Yeah. So I'll tell you the difference. I'm not going to give said, too much because, I mean, that's what you got to watch today's show, <laughs> right? Today is the real reason I think Hylion has a competitive advantage. So if you want to find out, you got to watch the video wow, today. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't, don't judge no. a truck by its chassis. That's our job. Don't, this is traders, the it's their job to judge. To no, no, I'm cool. Judge the book by its cover. Cool. That's I'm all the cool goes look like is the cover. Uh, as simple as this: How much does the Tesla semi truck cost versus the cost of this that gets you to get over the emissions, and you can go into those ports that you you can't have a diesel truck in. You can go ahead and tell your investors. Yes, we're moving towards carbon neutral versus what a lot of companies are going to go through is the struggle to go to carbon neutral because the cost to replace the fleets is just too high. Okay. Uh, right. Boy, I set you up. Only one recommendation if you talk to that. What was it? The CEO? Mm -hmm. uh, that color. Green. What's wrong yeah. with the green? My kids uh, love green cars. Green, green's a great color, Joel. Blue. You need a blue, blue. car. Yeah, it was kind Five of like a, it was. <laughs> All right, Mitch, great job on that. I yeah, did check it out, guys. Good insight. God. Yeah, great, great, Thank great you. job on those videos. They, they spent they spent weeks on that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, Mitch, Mitch, and others got to test drive a an, uh, a truck, which I've never got. Really? Wow. Uh, I'm sorry if I just spoiled it. Where it's is in the video? The, it's where in is the, the Hillion video. factory? Where is it? Texas. What? Right? Where is it? Yeah, yeah, they're in, they're outside Austin. I hear Austin's a great town. I hear it's almost as good as Ann Arbor. I hear it's weird. Anyway, it's 8.58 here. Unfortunately, Peter Talkman did have to cancel. Text oh. me about an hour ago. Uh, so no Peter today, but we are about at the end of today's show. Sure. Guys, any final thoughts for us as we head into the final day of the I, first quarter 
of 2022. It's a really tough market, but you know, you think you're going to the final quarter, there could be some push with some window dressing. You got commodities trading down, which is a good setup for stocks to go green. I'm very surprised that the S&P is flat with oil down this much. So I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see a lift in some of the stocks, just if oil stays down like this. I mean, if oil reverses, but we've seen this inverse correlation holding for a while now and not holding today for some reason. Maybe there's something else that we're missing, but um, I'd be more biased to buy stocks, at least for today. Yeah, yeah I. Um, it's kind of hard because I usually get a, a pretty good feel from the overnight. And uh, I, I felt good about the close yesterday, and I tried to buy overnight. I just I was a little bit too cheap, so I I don't know. I mean, you got the close, you got a congestion here. You got the close at at forty five ninety six. Got the nice round number of forty six hundred. So we go we go forty. You know, you spend that first fifteen minutes, and you're holding forty six hundred. Then um, I think you know you can maybe nibble, but the ranges have been coming in. Uh, it's been choppy. I, I yeah. you know, you got a jobs number tomorrow. I just, I don't know. Look, yesterday with a half hour to go, we were going down. We were yeah. going to get back into uh, Monday's range. And man, the, the rally was over and then boom, right yeah. back up at 4,600. So tough day here. I'm not, not getting, uh, not getting, you know, I can't give you a, like a great, that like that high at 14 and a quarter. Uh, not means nothing to me. The only thing on the upside is uh, the close from Tuesday at uh, 25 and a half. So sorry, folks. That's uh, that's all I got for you. You today. want to mention the number one gainer on my movers tool this morning is long Jevron. Shout out to the Benzinga Pro News Desk who had the exclusive. If you had Benzinga Pro, you got the news first. Get the get Benzinga Pro. Uh, by clicking on the link that's in the description, in the chat, or on the screen, it'll get you 25%. What's up. the news? Uh, they announced some phase one uh, news for their Alzheimer's drug. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, it was published in the Alzheimer's and Dementia uh, Medical Journal. Cool. Um, Big move. And so there hmm. was some news in that. We had the exclusive at 730. Stock ripped on that. You had it in Benzinger Pro. Uh, you had it first. If you had Benzinga Pro, that's a wrap for us. Heading on over to live trading with Benzinga, Mitch, Zunaid, Ryan. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Smash the like button. And don't forget, seriously, about our two upcoming events, our upcoming Cannabis Capital Conference in April and uh, the Fintwit uh, uh, Conference that we are co-sponsoring in Vegas in May. Go to BenzingaEvents.com to learn more. But also there are discount codes in the description of this video use those codes they won't last forever i promise uh all right that's a wrap for us head on over to live trading starting right now good luck at the open everyone Hands off my rewards.
Bills. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.